want to thank you for joining us once again for our podcast, One Times One. I'm Rob. I'm Sue. And we're the Parkers. It is so good to be here together. And let's be honest, um, we just been filming for the last couple hours, and this is our third take. We thought we were all done, and it did not record. Uh, it's was, technical issues. It's technical issues. It's technical issues. And so this is the fun of media. And so here we go. Round three, me and you. Here we go. I love spending this time with you. So Sue wanted to really start off uh, this podcast with just a little update about her week and just uh, giving a shout out to some people, our non-sponsor sponsors. Right. That That's the big joke. Like we're not sponsored clearly, but um, there's some non-sponsor <laughs> We're things. not sponsored, but we have non-sponsors. But we've joked about, uh, I'm looking right now, Juji Fruits. Anyone want to sponsor by that, Juji Fruits? That's... Coming soon. <laughs> um, so this week was actually a really good week in some ways. I had a really uh, good week of encouragement at work, but it really, the reason I had it was because it was just a crummy week. I had, yep. a, I had a bad week at work. A lot it of COVID. A lot of COVID. Um, you know, I have my own theory on what's going on. We're definitely seeing a spike again. We're seeing some stuff go on within the schools. Um, but I had a moment on Monday. I was tired Sunday. I worked all day and didn't get much sleep and I was exhausted. And um, I usually don't cry at work. I usually really try to be strong for like all the staff and the students and families. Although I am a very emotional person. But you are so strong. But I really try to be strong. And Monday as I was packing up going home, the weight of the day and the weekend had just been really heavy on me. And I started to cry in my office alone. I was doing an alone crying time. Um, a staff member happened to come in during my crying into my mask tears and uh, she was kind of shocked and, you know, just encouraged me and was really sweet about it. So much so that um, she got flowers and chocolate delivered to work on Thursday to just say thank you. And, uh, you know, everyone's been wonderful. I, I get so many people saying thank you for all the hard work. I know that. And I don't do it for that by any means. I want to preface that. But um, it is nice to feel that people appreciate what you're doing. But on Friday, when I walked into my office in the morning, there was another mug. Um, this first mug that says I literally can't is a word, is a phrase I say a lot at school. Every time there's a new case, I'm like, I literally can't do this again. And that's like my line. So that was gifted to me for Christmas from a colleague. Um, and then on Friday, this mug was on my desk and it said, everybody knows nursing ain't easy. And then the inside it says, hashtag not easy. It was an anonymous gift until this morning when somebody um, LOL'd me about if I got a mug on Friday at my desk. So today I am making a shout out. Um, shout out. We're not sponsoring by any means, but we are giving a shout out to our healthcare heroes. Uh, not all heroes wear capes. That's the, the tagline that you see. But whether you work in an ICU, whether you work at home health, whether you work in an office or in a school, thank you to all our healthcare workers for sacrificing your time, your family, um, your health <laughs> to so many people who are hurting and sick, especially when we see a pandemic in our country, in our world. So thank you, healthcare heroes. Everyone knows nursing ain't easy but it helps with the support of friends. So thank you. And so we want to say thank you because you're my favorite healthcare worker. Thank you. So today we are on episode three and we are going to focus in on the next part of our journey that really was a defining moment. So one of the things that we want to be really clear about is that um, we are going to use moments in our lives 
for teachable moments during our podcast. And I was thinking about it this way. When we, we grew up watching movies, every movie was two hours long, right? Star Wars, whatever it was. Really, actually, the one hour and like 20 minute movies didn't come until way later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now movies are like an hour and 30 max. Yeah, because we don't have the attention span anymore. Yeah, so this whole idea of series, Netflix series, streaming, all that is so much more like the, there's so much longer these quote unquote series and movies. And so they have them like either in 22 minutes or about 50 something minutes episodes. And so... Every episode, there's always like a, a lesson or something you learn from it. And so for us is we want to take life lessons um, through our narrative to be able to share with people. And we really want this podcast to be very, very specific. We want people to want to fall in love. We want people who are in love to stay in love. We want people who are struggling with their relationships to really be drawn back together because we believe that our lives together makes life best. We really do believe that. And so we're going to have a little teachable moment, but we want to start off with our narrative, kind of that next big moment in our relationship, which was our engagement. So, Sue, why don't you tell us about the engagement? So the day that we got engaged, we ended up at the Jersey Shore for the day. Flag um, day? Flag day, June 14th. And I love the beach. Actually, I just love the sun. Anywhere there's sun, we joke it's the only time Rob knows Sue to be able to sit still for eight hours straight. I can sit in a beach. Only time. In the only sand, time. toes in the sand, sun on me, like sun and everything. And I could sit there for eight hours straight and not move. Yep. Not even read. Yeah. Just sit there. And it's the only thing that you are just peaceful and calm. Totally. No matter what, you just want to be on the beach. You want you want your chair, and then you want to lay down, then you want to tan your back. Yeah, you, and then you have a rotation. 30 you minutes. You really do. You really do. It's a 30-minute rotation. And and it's it's great to watch. It's the only time throughout the whole year that you just are, are peaceful and calm. So we did that. I'm pretty sure I wasn't, like, flipping that day because, you know, I, I wasn't. But um, we went to the beach for the day. We had a great day in the sun. Uh, we decided we were going to go to dinner. Yep. It was no big place, nothing that we knew about. We just we were hungry. We yep. found a place to eat, and we went to dinner. The only thing that was a little thinking back was that Rob was a little nervous um, when we were going to dinner. He kept going back to the car, and I was like, "What is he doing?" Like it wasn't making sense because I was like probably like sun delirious at that point. But um, he just kept going back and forth a couple times, and and. If you know Rob, you know that sometimes he has those tendencies to like maybe double check the car's locked or or go back. ADD, OCD. Yeah, you know, name it's kind them, of all blurs together. We'll give him names. But so I kind of thought it was that, but it obviously yeah. wasn't. Yeah. And so for me is I was so afraid that that I got this ring that I was going to give it to you, that I was going to make this lifelong commitment to you, and I didn't he was so want afraid to lose it. He left it in the car all day when we were in the beach. <laughs> At the Jersey Shore. So we went We went to dinner, had a great dinner, little Italian restaurant, little shout out to Billy Joel, and then we went to the beach. And the goal was to bring you to the beach to find the perfect spot and to be able to sing I Can't Help Falling in Love with You by Elvis Presley and ask you to be my wife. Now, I'm a huge Elvis Presley fan. And I've only sung twice to a girl. And that both times were only to you. It was your 40th birthday 
party, right? The dance mm-hmm. party where I sang the wedding singer song, right? And the other one was when we got engaged. And I really knew that- Maybe one episode you can sing for us. No, we don't want to do that. <laughs> so in that, I, I really just wanted to have like this moment that, that she would remember forever. I really wanted to like get some guy to have dolphins jump out of the air o- over one another so that it would be even a bigger picture of what this engagement was. Oh, we had was. animals, but they weren't dolphins. So what were the animals? So- you ever go to the beach at like sunset or dusk? In June. In June. In June. In June. And I feel like they're there all the time, to be honest with you. But Something's June, up with June. June is a yep. rough one. Yep. Flies and there's in, those flies. flies. There's those like annoying black flies. Black flies. They're not huge. They're not small. They're little just. Gnats. They're, yeah, this was gnats. Yep. This was not really flies. Yep. These were gnats. And they were everywhere. They were like swarms of them. So. They were in our eyes. I had to rub my eye. <laughs> and he kept wanting to walk further and further. Yeah. Clearly, he was trying to find the perfect jetty now that I the know jetty. about it. The but jetty. I was like, I'm getting so tired of these, like, flies. So I was, like, spitting them out. They were in my mouth every time I'd open my mouth. Yep. So it was so funny. You know, here I was, 6'5". You're 5'3". I wanted you to stand on a rock so that I could sing up to you. And the whole time I'm singing, trying to get through the song... The gnats are going in my mouth. They're going in your eyes. You're spitting at me like, I'm like, all right, this is awkward, but we're going to get through the song. And then I asked you to marry me. And she was actually like, you knew you were going to say yes, but you were shocked. It was sooner than you expected. Now, I think one thing that we would need to say is we're not telling you how long we waited to get engaged because every couple's different. And again, we don't want any expectations on people of what's too quick, what's too long, Every couple's unique. And for us, our timing was our timing. And for you, you even thought it was a little quicker than normal, right? Totally. Yeah, totally. And I think the important thing is, like you said, our timing was ours. For some couples, it's not like that at all. We know couples that have dated for a long time. time. They've broken up, gotten back together, broke up like three different occasions and then got engaged and have a phenomenal marriage. But that works for them. That works for them. And, and it, it wouldn't have worked for us. It wouldn't have. Not the way One we're wired. Up, yeah, gone. he would have been out. There's no doubt. <laughs> oh, I would have been out. Thank you. What about you? Well, I mean, uh, yeah, whatever. Okay, okay so, maybe. But so that other couple, I think it's about me. I think that's a great example. Our good friends, they broke up three times before they got engaged, and they have one of the most healthiest marriages we know. And we walked through it with them. Yeah, we walked through it with them. Mm -hmm. We walked through the whole thing with them. We did that. We did the premarital. We did everything with them. And it was one of those things that like every couple's different, but can't help falling in love with you. That's really the the theme that I want us to talk about now. This whole idea we talked about last week, these these Kairos moments, these, these divine moments when we realize like this one may be the one, this one may be it. But that engagement is that moment. It's that you're my forever. I am choosing to spend forever with you. And and we want to be really sensitive. We know a lot of people out there, friends of ours that are watching this, that have gotten engaged, have gotten married, and they've gone through divorce. Or broken up engagements. There's been yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. And, it's, and it's really hard because people that we love dearly that have gone through divorce, they, they actually tell us, they say divorce is harder than death because you're always reminded mm. that the marriage had died. And so part of this whole podcast is not only helping people like fall in love and stay in love, but, but really believe that, that love can happen again. And we just want to help with, with just teachable moments to, to make decisions now that will 
impact future decisions. And so what we want to talk about is this whole idea of engagement. So for us, engagement was a huge deal. And I know that we all rush into love. We've all done it. I've done it. Have you? Totally. And so it's one of those things we just got to be careful of. So so I want to... We, Who doesn't we want, love love? We love love. We love right? love. So, so we want to talk about a couple different things. One, we want to talk about three different movements of the engagement. And then one valuable thing that every couple should go through. Three important factors. And the first, and I'm going to name them, and I'm just going to let Sue kind of just um, go for it, is sharing about them. So the first one is, before you get engaged, before you say to the person, will you marry me? Before you tell that person, I will, it is so valuable to have family encouragement, that your families support the relationship. Want to talk to us about that? So for me personally, I came from a very tight-knit, family. Um, I'm an only child to a single mother and family. If, if my family didn't love Rob or accept him or feel right about it, I couldn't have married him. You couldn't have. It, our family was too intertwined. I had grandparents that were, um, both sides that were very involved in my life, excessively involved in my life, knew every decision, you know, uncles, aunts. So for me, the family accepting him was the only thing that mattered. I trusted them. Yeah. I trusted what they thought. Um, and I really, I needed to know that they approved of him. Yeah. And, and it's not only that you were an only child, you were an only child of a single parent. Yeah. And so your relationship with your mother was top priority. Yep. It really was. Totally. And to her, it was top priority too. And I knew the person that I married from a young age was going to have that on top of marrying me, I don't want to say he's marrying my mom, but like you were being brought yeah. into a, a family a dynamic of yep. a commitment, yeah. an only child of a single woman. Yep. And, it, and in all fairness, I had no idea what that really meant. Not I really at all. didn't. And I really learned the first nine years. So for me is I grew up with uh, in a house of seven brothers and then a cousin who was a foster brother. And so that at, at some stage there was eight Parker boys and I've seen many different relationships throughout the years, and I've seen the importance of the support of the family structure. When we got engaged, my sister-in-laws took you out to lunch. That's another episode. We'll leave that alone for now. There were two now. at the time. I two was the, the third time. into but, the family. But I really realized, like, I want my family support. And not only our family support, but our inner circle, mm -hmm. the people closest to us. And I think that's one of the things that happens oftentimes is people jump the gun. They jump the gun in relationships thinking like, well, it doesn't really matter because it's just us two. But long term, your family will always be in the picture or they will always try to pull themselves back into the picture. And so having those people that know you the best, really it's imperative that, that they support the couple because as Sue always says, they see in us more than we even sometimes see in ourselves. Yep. Want to talk about that a little? Yeah, just first before I say anything, there's a movie called The Story of Us. It's uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, and it's a great movie. We saw it. It's like in the '90s. It's older now, but I think it shows the perfect example of family involvement in a marriage. Although you go into it saying it's the two of us, honey, we're going to conquer the world. Conquer the world. No one else matters. Yeah, it's just not me like and you. that. Let's Look be me honest. Eyes. Look there's, me in my there's eyes. famous. Uh, <laughs> there's there's famous. Listen to me. There's family that's involved in a lot. 
And if we say it's not, we'd be fooling ourselves. And in this movie, The Story of Us, there's a, the couple are in conflict. They are nearing divorce. They're in their bed arguing. And on each side is all the family. So it's the, the, the husband's father and mother, the wife's father and mother, and they're all arguing. And the, the wife's family... Family is sticking up for her and vice versa, which is very common. Very common. You know, I, I joke that I think Rob is a favorite amongst my family above me. But if push comes to shove, who are you going to defend? You're always going to defend oh, your own defend child. You. Right, exactly. To the death. <laughs> I know better. And I love them deeply. So really the idea of family encouragement. Next is really valuing each other's values. When you are dating... You have to value each other's values. Otherwise, it's going to ruin the relationship. And when you get engaged and think that you're going to start shaping each other's values, that's not true. And when you get married, if you don't really value each other's values, you're going to have major, major issues. And so one of the things that I know that Sue values is really that one-on-one time. She wants my undivided attention at least once a day where she can really sit down with me and just have Rob time. And, and at first, I loved it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was sexy. I loved everything about it. I love that, like, she wanted me and my undivided attention all the time. And the truth is, real life came up, and, and things happened. And we had kids at a young age, and we got busy. And, and I really had to remember that her values are important to her, and I need to value her values. And she really sat me down one time and says, I need you to value what I value. And she's like, you used to value what I value. I need you to value it now. And it was such a defining moment for me that I have to find time to value her and what she values most. So she had a rough week. That's how we started this off. And I had a very busy week. I was teaching a graduate class. Um, I was on Zoom all week long. He had Zoom. Zoom sick, he said. I had, I literally, I was walking around. I'm like, I think I'm sick from Zoom. It wasn't COVID. It was not COVID. And so- If it was that, COVID, he would not be in the same room with me. Yeah, so in that, I would be sheltering in place. Yeah. <laughs> Quarantining. Isol- no, you'd be isolated. Quarantining. He'd be isolated. So in that, um, it was hard. And she finally said to me, like on Thursday, she's like, you have not given me that time that I need. I just need to talk. And I'm like, well, we went for a walk and we did this and we did She's like, no, that's not, yes, we did those things, but it wasn't real valuable time. And I've had to really learn throughout our marriage, just like I valued that about you back then, I knew that's who you were, that I need to value it now. Probably even more so in some ways because you're pulled in so many directions now, you know. And for me, I realized at a very, um, very early in our marriage that Rob really values his working out time. Now, of course, like everyone likes to work out. Yeah, be fit. But he doesn't do it for that. He does it for his physical. He has a lot of neck problems for that. And for really his emotional health. Yep. Rob needs to go work out to kind of let off the steam. We'll go back to the letters, ADHD, OCD. But you need to be able to really let go of something. You listen to either a podcast or a book or music and yep. you just have your alone time, whatever that looks like. And it's hard because I am an extra, extra extrovert, but there's only one space that I want to be alone. And it's when I'm working out because I clear my head. And I know that if I have a a 20 to 35 minute workout, I'm better. I'm better. Again, it just clears out everything that I've had to deal with that day. I can deal with anything in one day for Sue and her nursing. She can deal with a lot of just craziness 
and really serious stuff. It's the same thing as a pastor. I can deal with anything today. I can deal with a death. I can deal with a divorce. I can deal with someone going to the hospital. I can deal with some really big crises. And I just need that space just to clear my head. I need 20 to 35 minutes to clear my head. And, and that was something that we grew into understanding. And that. I think it's important. And I said this to a colleague at, at work this week, every relationship's different. Yeah. So for us, like I don't need time away from him. I need time with him for me, for what yeah. I value. But some couples really do need to retreat. Yes. You know, they yep. need to like go separate. And it doesn't mean it's not better, it's not worse. It's yep. how you work as a couple together. And that's very, very important to to really hit home on is that you have to know what, what each other value and respect that, you know, so it, yeah it works. Yep. Because what you value now is the same thing you value back then for the most part. Yeah. Right. Because it's not like we write values down. Values are lived out in what we do. Right. So the last one is the, the third point that I really think that's very important is this whole idea of belief system, our faith. And, and, and we are bringing this up. Yes. We are a Christian couple. I am a minister, you're a person of faith. And one of the things that we've seen with a lot of couples is that if they come from different faith backgrounds, maybe an uh, unchurched family and a Catholic family, uh, unchurched family and a Jewish family, unchurched family and a Christian family, or a Jewish family and a Catholic family, right? Mm -hmm. Or a Jewish family and a Catholic family, that, that they're not really thinking the implications of not being on the same page. And this was a real big thing that just happened about uh, less than two months ago. Had a, a couple that called me that I did premarital and did their ceremony, met with them. We met with them, matter of fact. We met with them once or twice just because they weren't in our church context and they mm -hmm. just look, were looking for someone to get married. But we still meet with them. And in that, um, they really talked to me about the husband wanted the child baptized. The wife was very much like, I'm not a person of faith. I don't want this, especially during COVID. Now, what do I do? And it was something that when we, when I was preparing for their ceremony, I knew that the husband wanted something and she just wanted a ceremony and they were trying to find some kind of common ground. And really, usually we find it, it's when children come into play. Yes. A lot of times. Yeah. And it's always when children come mm -hmm. into play for the most part, because it's baptisms, you know, confirmations, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different things. And so... Or suddenly you start thinking there's something bigger to think about. Yeah, yeah holidays, you know? right? Yeah. Holidays. And so in that, I, I just had a conversation like, you knew this was going to happen. We talked mm -hmm. about this. And, and she actually said, she goes, I know. And I was like, but what are you going to do about it? And she's like, I think I'm just going to go along with it. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds great. The dilemma is, is that it's going to happen again and again and again. And how do couples that are saying, I want to spend the rest of my life with an individual really be able to say that that faith is a huge part of them? And so having common grounds. Yes, we are a Christian couple. Where are you? Where's your spouse? Where's your significant other? Because if you're not on some kind of common ground, and again, I want to be careful because I don't want to be preachy, right? I don't want to be preachy, but but you're gonna have you're gonna have conflicts yep. if you're not on the same page. Conflicts happen in every relationship, every right? Relationship. So any relationship, you know, we have conflict. Yep. We have conflict. We are two passionate people. There is conflict that happens, you know, yep. more often than probably we want to admit. 
Let's yep. be honest. It's how we deal with our conflict now. We've come a long way. But I think the important thing to think about is that for us, our faith was what it sustained us through our conflict. Um, there was nothing he was going to do. There was nothing I was going to do that was going to change our, our tough years yep. or year and a half. Um, but the only thing that kept us grounded was our faith in Jesus Christ, that there was something bigger here Yeah. and prayer. You know? Yeah, and and we will get into this. We we promise that we will share this with you. But we we had a year that we really thought we weren't going to make it. We really thought we weren't going to make it. I I was surprised if we were going to make it. And if it wasn't yep. for that faith, yeah. If it wasn't for our faith, we, we, we actually went away to a marriage retreat, and we just we got right with one another, and we got right with God, and it was a game changer. And so for us, as we're as we're doing, you know, the whole idea of the engagement, you know, having the encouragement of family valuing each other's values and really being on the same page, same page spiritually and understanding each other's faith. It is so critical. Again, we're not telling you, we're just telling you our journey and we're telling you that, that this is significant. And if you've ever been married or if you are married and you are not on the same page with each other's faith, you've know it exactly what we're talking about. Yep. And, and it's a huge place of contention. And it's one of those things that, that needs to be Something discussed. really needs to be discussed and wrestled with yeah. before. Even being both of Christian families and going, grew up going to the church, we went to two completely, completely different, different churches, two yep. different denominations. Yep. Very, very different. And yeah. we had to come to a place together as a couple. What did that look like? Yeah. There were some things that you grew up with that I was foreign to me. Yep. And, and vice versa. Yeah. And yep. we had to really wrestle through what we were going to do for our new little family. Yeah. The two of us as we had children, you know, yeah. what and we, that And we like. had to find find our Christian faith and tradition together. Yep. And it was very and it was it was such an amazing journey together. And so I think that's important for people to hear too that even though we, we both came from Christian families, and let me just have a little caveat here. I was not involved in faith for a a large period of time. I would have said that I was basically agnostic for a while. And so when I came back to faith, I started all over. Mm-hmm. I grew up a certain way, became agnostic, came back to faith, and then met you after I was a Christian for several years. And then we really had to work things out. And it, it has been foundational to who we are, who we are. And so when you think about this, as you're going into that engagement or even looking back to your engagement, those, those three things are huge. The whole idea of family encouragement, values, and your belief structures and, and systems. So one last thing we want to talk about, because we really want to try to keep this under about 30 minutes, okay? We're, we're watching the time. 26 we got, minutes. We're 26 minutes, okay? Mm-hmm. And that's the idea of premarital counseling, but we call it premarital... Mentoring. Yes. Our premarital counseling was what? Terrible. 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 Horrible. No wonder we couldn't okay, do can, anything can in Can I just tell you what our guy did? Yeah. Every time we walked in... He would put his feet up on the desk. I'm wearing my new sneakers on clouds, by the way, if you can see them. Love these sneakers. Shout out. Non-sponsor. Sponsor. Non-sponsor. Sponsor. There we go. Boom. And he would put his feet up on the desk and be like, so, Rabbi and Susie, how's your week been? And I'm like, we're dead. We're dead. (laughs) We're dead. And so for us, when we, after our really bad year, we said, this dude did a number on us. 
And so when we ever do premarital counseling for people, or we're going to call it premarital mentoring. And we and, are going to be straight shooters. And we're going to talk about all we're of gonna our garbage. We're going to talk about all the hard all stuff. All our garbage. Yep. And so when we meet with couples, we call it premarital mentoring because we want to mentor, sharpen the couple because they've already decided to get married. And we're not here to counsel. No. We're we, here to mentor. You know, you're, most of the time with people, they're adults. They know exactly where they're at. Yeah. We're here to kind of come alongside, give another uh, example of life that yeah. they can kind of walk through. And in fairness, there, there have been times where we have said, hey, this person needs counseling. Go to a professional counselor. I'm a pastoral counselor, and we are a marriage mentoring couple. So I do pastoral counseling. We do marriage mentoring, and we'll do marriage counseling in some. But if there's that, those big issues, we want to put people in the most healthy places to yep. grow. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be really, really careful with this. And so um, what I love about Sue and uh, her <laughs> premarital mentoring is- Here we go. This woman is such a straight shooter. I love listening to her because she is going to be so to the point that it not only shocks the person, but they know that you love them and all you want to do is see them thrive. And I love that about Sue. I love that whenever she says anything hard, tough, to the point, it's all out of love. It's never out of agenda or out of having a subjective point of view. She's always objective. And so we'll talk about, what are some of the things that we talk about? Communication. So there's like usually six sessions. Yep. So there's communication. Um, we talk about family. Family. What else? Family's a big one. Finances. Finances. We usually send that to a financial person. Yes, we usually send that to a financial person. We're not the best to talk about finances. We'll just so Scotty Hozier, you're getting a shout out right now. He's our guru for this. We talk about intimacy, mm -hmm. right? We talk about we talk about a lot of different things. And our goal is that we meet with them about once a month. We have a book that we take them through. And sometimes we change the books up. But we really kind of sit down with the couple, evaluate where they're at, and then decide where we want to go with them next, yep. right? And so it's just such a great, great opportunity. And so if you are engaged, do yourself a favor, get marriage mentoring. And if you are married, get marriage mentoring. And I say that even for us yep. as a couple who've been married, you know, going on 24 years 24. In, in a month or so, that we have people in our life, we have couples in our life who we, they don't even know they're mentoring us, but they are. Yeah. Because we can be vulnerable, we can be honest, we can share our struggles, we yep. can share you know frustrations that we have, but it's a couple to walk through life with. Yeah. And that's mentorship. As yep. you're married longer or as you're older and you don't feel like you need maybe the premarital kind of counseling thing, Fellow mentorship is key. Yeah. Key. That was really good for us during that time um, that we had a rough year. Yeah, we had a rough year. We went to that weekend to get away. We, uh -huh. we came back and um, we started putting ourselves with healthy couples. Yep. Finding healthy couples. That couples we that we wanted to emulate. There were things yeah. in their marriage that we really liked. Yeah, yeah. And and so here's what I love about this podcast. I can't help falling in love with you, Sue Parker. It's the truth. And because I can't help falling in love with you, I want to do everything to set our marriage up for success. And I want to share this with you. I wanted to do that back then, and I want to do it just as much now. And so here's the teachable moment. Remember your engagement. 
remember that moment that you said that you were going to get on your hands and knees and or you were going to be the one that says yes. Remember that day that you're willing to give your life to another. Because we still remember it. We still remember it. We'll say that there when there's tough times, we look back on that time and we're so thankful that yep. we can remember that. Yep. And remember this, when you're thinking about that or if you're about to make that decision, there are three major things. One, have the support of your family and friends. And if you have kids who are getting married, this is critical. We had to take Pedro as our own son. I treat Pedro like my son. Sue treats Pedro like her son. Two, value each other's values. Don't make that commitment if you're not going to value each other's values. And I think it's important to let the your significant other tell you what their value is, not you tell them. Yeah, don't tell them what they're <laughs> supposed to value. Don't tell them what they're supposed to value. So I'm saying that joking, yeah, right? Yeah, I get it. And then, and then thirdly, really make sure that you are on the same, have the same belief foundations. It will save you. It'll save you so much in your marriage, so much in your marriage. And so we want to thank you for joining us for our third episode called Can't Help Falling in Love With You. And we look forward to next week. And so we want to thank you for joining us on One Times One. I'm Rob. And I'm Sue. And we're the Parkers. Have a great day. 